Tamika Williams-Jetter hanging out with us here. Coach, first of all, I cannot tell you how excited I am for you. Congratulations. Welcome. How are you? I'm great. Can't, I, I'm my head's spinning, but I'm excited. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I read the article of kind of the how this came about a bit. I mean, it sounds like you really weren't expecting this. I mean, take me back over the last two weeks. I mean, two weeks ago, was this even a possibility in your mind? No. I mean, this happened, last, what, a week from yesterday. Um, I was sitting in my office. I was having end-of-the-year meetings um, Monday and Tuesday with, you know, we have these, we have large rosters at D3. You know, we carry 22 to 25 kids, and at that time, after graduation and stuff, I think I was down to like 12 or 13 that I need to have conversations with. You got to them in two days. And um, so I took my kids in. I was at 10 o'clock meeting that morning. I was helping my sister purchase a car, so I missed our AD meeting, and Brian called, and he was just like, how are you doing? At that time, Neil Sullivan had called him, but I think he wanted to talk to me face-to-face, so he didn't say anything to me. He's like, are you going to be out? Yeah, I'm <laughs> pulling up now. I have my first meeting at 930, whatever, talking to my sister. And he comes, he came in, and he knew I was having the end of the year meeting, so I thought it was a little awkward that he would pull me out. And he just took me in the steamer, and he said, hey, UD called. They want to talk to you. And I was like, oh, no, that's, you know, like, I'm good. Like, we're going to, in my mind, I'm 100% Wittenberg at that moment, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm, I just put together this great group of young women. We are, we are star-studded. We got some D1 transfers. We're good to go. Like, I'm, about to, I'm going to the lead eight my second because <laughs> I worked my tail off to get these kids. Now I'm turning down kids, okay. And Dayton just wasn't in my vision. Nobody was. Other people called. I just, I, I, was, I was stuck on being loyal to the people I wanted to chose to be loyal to. And it, you know, Brian Agler just started to break it down to me. He was just like, like, we only got you here at Wittenberg because your mom got sick. And you want to spend time with her. Well, now you can be five minutes away from her. And you can, you know, I've been in gyms and I've been doing this for 40 years and you got what it takes to, to do this. So make the move. You don't, you don't have to move far. Your family's down the street. You have more of a support system here. You have people that believe in you. He's like, this guy, Neil Sullivan, called me at 8.30 in the morning. So you got to be one of the top one or two or three. You know, he's not, AD's not spending time calling people at, at 8 o'clock in the morning. So I was like, had to think about it. He said, I know this is a lot, and I know that you're really committed to Wittenberg, but you need to think about this. So I went back to my office, and I didn't think about it. I finished my interviews. <laughs> <laughs> and at 2.30, I talked to him again in our Hall of Honor, and, um, you know, he said, you just need to talk to him. And I said, okay. And Neil called. I think I got gas and I got to 70. It was like 20 minutes later, Neil called and they had me, you know, meet on Wednesday. They came up and met with me in Columbus on Thursday and offered me then. And I didn't take it. I had to pray about it and think about it. And, and now I'm a flyer. Well, you know, you, you said you were stopping to get gas. I think with gas prices being what it is, I, I'm sure that made that decision a little bit easier, right? Like, <laughs> Oh, man. And I have a Jeep, so I'm a Jeep. We're a Jeep fan. We got Wranglers and Gladiator and all. I was like, this is not the time. I'm going to have to go get an electric car. All right. We got Tamika Williams-Jetter hanging out with us, the new head coach of the Date Flyers women's basketball program. And I'm not going to lie, when the the job became open, um, you know, I didn't even think about, I forgot that you were back in the area at Wittenberg doing your thing there. 
when I read the headline that they had hired you, I was like, that, I know it's not baseball, to use a baseball pun here, but that is a home run. Like, I, I am so excited for you, and I know all Flyers fans are as well. But, you know, when you're playing, you know, at CJ, back in your playing days, I mean, obviously, everyone, it's a, it's a Dayton Flyers city. That's all anybody ever talks about. I mean, you never once thought that, you know, in your future ahead that you would, you know, it all comes full circle. Now you're the head coach of the Dayton Flyers right now. I mean, that is, that's a very special thing. It is. And, you know, two words you said were full circle. I couldn't have had more full circle moments in the last week of my life. Because you got to think, this happened Tuesday. So we're talking like eight, nine days (laughs) of my life um, than this very moment. Um, I never saw myself, not, it wasn't about UD, it was just like I just had been gone so long from Dayton that you just never see yourself coming back, you know, it's not like, you know, and so for me, um, it was so far-fetched, and for Neil and the president and um, Angie, who um, I play basketball with, um, Petrovic, who is our SWA, and my boss now, who tells me what to do, um, um, for them to see something in me, and I really meant that, because for me, people always say it. You know, Megan Duffy or, you know, Tor Coleman, all like Coquise Washington, Gino, you know, like, you know, when are you going to take the punch? Like, you're so ready, like, you can do it. And, you know, for me, I'm, I don't always move in the spaces that people think I should. kind of move in what I feel in my heart and what I pray about at night. So, it doesn't, you know, I went to Connecticut. Everybody thought I should go to Tennessee or Notre Dame, right? Or Dayton. Um... So um, I get out of basketball for a while, and I open up businesses, and I travel the world, and I do ESPN, and that's kind of like what I wanted to do. Now I had a three-year guarantee max contract to continue to play basketball. But my body was a little beat up, and I was like, you know what? I, I want to experience some new things. And so I always do some plunges and do some things a little bit more unorthodox than most people would, um, and that was fine with me. Um, but I've always been taken care of. The good Lord has always seen a way for me, and you know, another blessing. I, I, it's an opportunity, but it's a blessing because it couldn't be more aligned with what I wanted in my life and what I needed in my life. And um, it starts with my family and my mom. You know, my dad passed away in 14. He's close to a lot of Agent Orange. Um, and he's very five minutes down the road at the VA center. My mom's five minutes the road. She had found out she had severe short-term dementia, so mm. what better space to be in, you know, as her her mind starts to deteriorate to be here for her to experience this moment. Um, basketball is something that she still remembers, um, and the people that surrounded that, and um, to work for a staff that believes in basketball, believes in sports, and believes in empowering young people and having alumni um, that come back, right? They can't get enough of it. They are blowing my phone up, um, so you have a lot of support here. And a lot of that support raised me. So, I mean, it couldn't be more of a, a you know, um, a home run than that. But more importantly, the people that are involved are, are we're all aligned. And that's what's important to me. And coach, uh, you know, I know we're talking basketball here, but just uh, you know, on a personal note, uh, I'm sorry to hear about you battling that with your with your mom. Uh, you know, our family is battling that with my my grandmother at this moment, and it's oh, yeah. so hard. But you when know. you see, the, you know, when they're smiling and they're interacting, and those moments where you get them back, you know, for a bit, there's nothing more yep. special than that. So I don't mean to Absolutely. sidetrack here, but I just wanted to, oh, no, to mention. I get every every bit of that. You so you understand? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I think that makes it even more special that you're able to be close to home, as you said, Brian. Had said earlier, but anyway, kudos to him because uh, most uh, people in that position would try to to 
keep you uh, and maybe deter you yeah. from that phone call. And the fact that he pushed you, I know he's been a part of your career, uh, you know, from the beginning, of course, being a part of the Lynx back when you were drafted and everything. But uh, I think that's really special of him um, to be so supportive. And it sounds, I mean, to get to where you are, you have to have a lot of supportive people around you. And it sounds like you have that. Yes, I do. I mean, I have, there's so many people that are, you know, we're super excited. I mean, I got a prayer from Jody Crishaw Taylor, who's now at A&M, and it was just like 6 o'clock in the morning, and it was, you know, you're two days in, and you're like, your head spinning, who are you going to hire, and who, you know, you got the portal, and who's going to be on your team, and all that stuff, and it just calmed me, because I'm, I'm ready for this moment, you know, and so, and being in Dayton and being in Ohio only helps. Because of the, I've had coaches and AAU coaches and high school coaches reach out to me and say, "Hey, I got this kid. I got this kid. hey, these kids is offered, and you need to get on." Like that part of it is there, and, and when you build great relationships with people, it doesn't matter what else happens, they're always going to pr- protect you. That's what I've learned through this process, and they're always going to support you, as long as you stay steadfast on what you believe in and what you know to be right. And the one thing my parents taught me is that, and that's unbreakable. Doesn't matter what what happened. So I'm excited for a challenge. Of course, the the worst thing happened this year in, in women's basketball. Um, if you would like to call, I went to a mid-major. So if you want to call Dayton a mid-major, all the mid-majors made runs. And it wasn't just one. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, it was like Southwest Missouri State. And it was um, Dayton. You know, I mean, they were far. You know, Villanova maybe in between that. They knocked off Tennessee. You had these mid-majors that would every once in a while make a run. You know, but you watch men's basketball, and it was like anybody could win. You know, COVID doesn't hit. UD has a national championship, mm-hmm. right, in my mind. I'm biased, but that's what I <laughs> believe to be true. We were the best team. It was nobody's going to beat us, you know, whatever. And so now you have the last couple of years, and especially this year, you got Sweet 16, Elite 8. You know, you have mid-majors making it, if you want to call us that. So, and you got one that's in the – that's playing now because Connecticut's on the power conference. So um, that's that now, you know, eight, winning the A-10 is not enough. You know, not my, my vision now has completely changed on, on that. You know, I feel like in this state we have, I know from the last 40 years, we're top three in producing um, um, premier girls basketball players. Okay. So um, the, the talents in the state. It's competitive, and it's always been competitive because you have a you have the MAC conference here, you have A10 here, you have Big Ten here, you got Big Twelve here. Now you got Horizon League. You know, like I can name a hundred different leagues that are in this state alone. And now you got two Power Fives. You know, now the Cincinnati's gone. So, so there's a lot of things moving the state in the right direction for young girls who want to play any sport. But you know, I'm a basketball coach, so I'm loving every moment. I love when kids have success stories. I'm so excited that Bree Hall. And um, Zaya Cooks, another one, Ohio kids that are um, on that South Carolina team that are going to be able to experience a, a high-level basketball and have an opportunity to win a national championship. Yeah, There's we, nothing better. We just spoke with Bree a little bit ago, and she's jacked and excited and ready to go. I'm happy for her and uh, happy for you as well. It's been a great day just getting to catch up uh, with Bree and yourself. And, again, just congratulations. Uh, what's the conversation like with the players? Have you had? I know everything's been a whirlwind for you. I mean, you're being pulled in a lot of directions. But, obviously, the players, very important. What have those conversations been like here in the early going? I'm sure they're excited. Yeah, um, I hope so. The, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm a pretty high-energy person, as you know. And um, so that's, 
you know, they're like, Coach, man, you know, I'm hug, you know, I'm like my mom. I'm hugging everybody. And, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. But um, also, no, you, I mean, Shauna did a great job here. And she had some super, super good kids, you know, that she had from babies and kind of raised them up. So you're losing a lot of leadership. You're losing a lot of game experience. But I also think they left a lot of really, really, really great kids and great players that now have an opportunity, right? Um, COVID and um, um, transfer portal and all these things gave some super seniors, made them great, made them super double seniors, you know? And so um, I'm just excited that these kids are going to get an opportunity. Um, they've had, they've been really good. I've had conversations with all of them. They come through my office every day, which is cool. Um, and um, we'll get workouts going next week. They're done with their two-week um, um, off span because of um, they have to have two weeks off as the season ends. So just to get them in the gym, get some reps up, see what they're about, see how we want to play. Um, I'm super excited. They seem cool. I'm not one to rush the relationship or rush, you know, trust to me as an act. So any player that knows me, they're going to say that. Like, she's not going to ask you to be trustworthy and all. I'm not coming with that. Like, I'm not going to rush this just because the portal's jumping. I want people who want to be here. If you want to be a flyer, then we're going to fly. If you don't, hey, I'll get my last little pitch, and if it didn't work out, it doesn't work out. I'm not afraid of a challenge, and I'm not afraid to, you know, get good kids in here and recruit. So, um, that's never going to be an issue for me um, here. So I've been real honest. I've been trying to get to know them. I asked them the same weird question I, I always ask my Wittenberg kids, you know, what uh, to get to know them. So they, I think they thought it would be more a little bit more basketball. But one thing I learned being a player and being a coach is if they really trust you and they know you care, they will run through a wall for you. But you got to spend time every day to drop little nuggets. And Megan Duffy told me this. When I even took my job over at um, at Wittenberg, she said um, the one thing is never lose those moments that you can have with them individually. Like if practice is going and you have a moment with one of your players, like let that happen. Practice will go on and it'll be okay. Or if a player stops by and you want to spend five minutes with them because you have a meeting, they always wait for the head coach. Never lose those moments as a head coach. And I really, really respect, you know, I love Duffy and I'm so happy she told me that um, because – that's what's got me here. So for me, I'm not going to rush it to keep people from going in the portal. If they go, good luck. And I'm going to, you know, help you out when you graduate and whatever you need. But um, I got to get to know you, and that's a slow, slow process that you can't you can't force the hand. So that's where I am. I'm excited. I think it will be really good. We have great tradition here. Kids want to play here. People want to work here. That's another thing I found out. My phone blew up. You know, I got... 1,000 resumes uh, that, you know, but I wanted to get the great, uh, a really good fit for what we need, um, and I think we'll be able to do that. And I just, you know, I wish we could fast forward. It was October and we were in the gym because uh, <laughs> um, I want to get playing and I want to get in the arena, and I'm just super excited um, about this program. Absolutely. And, uh, Coach, we are, what, about 15 minutes into this conversation, and I have yet to even bring up the fact that, you know, you've played for arguably the best basketball, college basketball coach of all time in Gino Ariema. Throw out men's basketball, throw out women's basketball, just basketball. Uh, Gino, right up there, right? If not the best basketball, college basketball coach of all time. But you were fortunate uh, to 
to play for him, of course, and to play at UConn. You won two national championships with him. For one, I know the guy, you know, typical, busy around this time of year, you know, getting set for a Final Four, of course. Uh, but uh, have you had a chance to, to talk with him? What was his message to you when he found out that you were the new head coach of the Dayton Flyers program? And what are some things that you learned from him as a player that you think are part of your coaching style now that you'll implement into leading this Flyers program? Um, well, first of all, I cannot repeat the text message that he sent me <laughs> because it's a bit explicit, so I'll leave it at that. But I will say he is extra, extra excited. Um, you know, he messes around and tells people, you know, Tunis will be next, you know, I'm going to be next coach in Connecticut. That's not true. But the fact that he thinks that I can carry that load, you know, I think that was his way to push, like, you can do it, you know, like, just go ahead and take the jump, and the thing I learned from him the most um, may not be, I mean, what I learned from him on the court, well, first of all, I thought it was going to be this really cool co- head coach that sits down and acts like she has some sense, well, what I learned about myself <laughs> is that when I would see myself, I would be sore after games, I'm like, why am I so sore, you know, like, I'm not wearing heels, <laughs> you know, because of COVID right now, I'm doing defensive slides like what am I doing I look like a crazy person like I always tell my players I couldn't play for me like I needed somebody that was gonna you know like dog cut you and you know just I was like I couldn't take I wouldn't take this who was this person sliding up and but if I didn't do it my players didn't play they need that fire and that energy that's one thing I learned um about myself and that would probably be more young Gino but the one thing I learned about him and this was probably the thing that held me from taking the jump the most important thing is the people to your left and right. That's the most important thing. Like, I have never experienced any level of success, um, any level of success or moving forward or getting something to really go without having great people surround me and me being, you know, surrounding other great people. Um, you can't do it alone. And, you know, if he doesn't have CD, he doesn't win those national championships. If he doesn't have JJ or an administration that believes in him, he doesn't win. There's no one-man show. If he left and took another job and he couldn't bring the people that he could trust and that were going to stay loyal and be next to him, he wouldn't win a game. You know, he would win games, but I'm just saying he wouldn't win the way he's winning now. And the people I keep around me are Sue Bird, Swing Cash, Asia Jones, you know, CD is a, a, a super go-to for me, Brian Nagler. I had Coquise Washington, um, Bonnie Henriksen, and Matthew Mitchell. I mean, like, I've been surrounded by some great people. Jim Foster, I was just on the phone with Ed Baldwin, you know, Pete Gaudet, who told me everything about the big bigs, right? Christian Leitner and <laughs> Cherokee Parks. Like, I've been surrounded by some great people who motivate me and push me to be to do things that I never thought I would do. But don't forget them, right? So my big jump was I got to get the people to my left and right right. If they're not right, it ain't. I'm not going to have any level of success or you're going to not maximize your potential. And that's what happened at Wittenberg, right? We were not the most talented team, but we were the best team when it when it came down to us winning and when we needed to win. And that was always my goal. Um, and the players bought in, and they're, they're, you know, they're getting rings. And, they you know, they're champions, and that's all they talk about. So that's what Gino taught me. He taught me to make practice really hard. He taught me to make sure practice is harder than games. He taught me to make sure it's a competitive gym and make sure that people understand that before they get there. Um, and your expectation. I don't know to think just to win the A-10 or, you know, like, no. 
right now, the worst thing that should have happened is Creighton and South Dakota. Now you just gave me hope. Because now, it's just like when I got the Wittenberg job, I was like, we're playing the number one team in the country. So we, <laughs> we schedule hope for this year. You know, like, I don't, you don't know what's out there until you, it's just like Tom Archdeacon asked me, why did you want to do all these things and travel? I said, because I remember 10 and under AU on a plane and seeing the earth beneath me change. And then I was 12, I went to France and I went to Paris, I went to France and I went to England and I'm like, it's like, oh my gosh, it's the same thing that's going on now. Like, it just changed. The game, the parody has changed. This is what Coach Pat Summit wanted. She wanted more parody. And nobody knows who's going to win the Final Four right now. It's a toss-up. Um, but the big, most important thing um, um, in all that is why not us, right? Why can't Dayton Flyer women's basketball be in that same thing? I went to, if you want to talk about it, I went to a mid-major. That's, that's what they want to call us, right? Um but they had to get there because he played the big dogs, and that was a big reason I went there was to take Tennessee down. So for me, now my my hope, if you'd asked me last week, I'd have been like, oh, but now I see Dayton Flyer and I see, you know, I see that elite eight team that came down to Kentucky and beat my butt. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> but why not do it every time? Because it's there. So that's where I go with it. That's what I've learned from him the most is you got to get that part right. It's got to be about the student athlete first. You got to hold them accountable even when it hurts. You gotta, you know, hold them to what they want, and they gotta know that before they get here. So some of the fluff is cool, but a lot of the substance has to be there, and their parents have to understand. And we're gonna do it the right way. So there's a challenge here. I love that. Can't feel ever feel comfortable. Or I'll get really edgy and have some energy about it, and make it a choice every day. So that's what I learned from the man. But I, I, I could show you the text. I could not send it to you, or I could not repeat it right now, especially being Catholic at a Catholic institution. <laughs> well, there you go. Fair enough. And I want to remain Don't employed. leave it at that. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Coach, uh, look, on the way out here, just thank you. Thank you for your time today. Look, I know this happened very fast. You've been pulled in a million different directions, so the fact that you've been able to carve out this much time for us here today, very cool. Uh, the fans are excited. I'm excited. I know you're excited. And uh, can it be basketball season already? I mean, I know we're having we haven't even wrapped up this season, but I'm ready uh, to hit the ground running again following you as the new head coach of the Dayton Flyers women's basketball program, the 10th coach in program history. Coach, thanks so much for your time. I'm sure we'll chat soon, and best of luck. All right. Thank you.